your source for community. Muskoka-made talk shows are on Muskoka Magazine, The Bay 88.7. Hey, this is Dr. Shervin. Muskoka Magazine is brought to you by Dairy Lane Dental, keeping Muskoka smiling for over 30 years. Please visit DairyLaneDental.com. This is Arts R Us on The Bay. Good morning and welcome to Arts Russ. I'm Noreen Mitchell. I'm here in the studio with my co-host Karen Cassian. Good morning, Karen. Good morning, Noreen. And we're so pleased to welcome with us today Autumn Smith. Autumn Smith is the Executive and Artistic Director of Littlewood and Timber Beast Productions, and she's also a Hunters Bay Radio podcast host, or co-host, I might say. Thanks for joining us. Hey, thanks for having me. I'm excited mm-hmm. to be here. You know, a lot of people probably already know about your work as a radio co-host with your wife, Sarah Hiscox, at the, on the program Let's Be Honest, where, as we mentioned, you talk all the things <laughs> all the time, and that happens once a month. And you launched in 2021. How's that going? It's great. It's great. It's, you know what, it's lovely to be able to do something with Sarah. She is just joy and fun. Like, so, you know, it was born out of our time on Family Feud Canada and we decided we want to do Didn't more. Know that. Yeah. 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 Oh, <laughs> isn't that cool? It was in the notes. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Pages. I received pages of notes from Noreen's wow, research. Wow. That's, that's daunting. Yeah. Um, and uh, so, yeah, we, we approached Jeff about doing a show just about us and our our normalcy I guess and we really kind of are like the lesbian Seinfeld we talk about all the things and nothing at the same time so and you just got married this year twice yeah thank you Why thank twice? you once so my mom could be there Aww. and uh the second time was a, a planned big thing and you had lovely gowns I, and I did was, I did yeah yeah, cool. the first time I was in a, a traditional kilt, and then the second time was the dress. Well you, well, you like to dress up, and that could come from your thespian leanings, couldn't it? Yes, my thespian leanings, for sure. <laughs> Absolutely. Absolutely, I could. I think today we want to talk about that, everything relating to drama and theater. Sure. And it came to us that you were really important um, to us and to the area with through Mallory Duncan, Mallory Davenport. And in January of this year, she uh, spoke so highly of you, and we thought we've got to talk to Autumn. <laughs> and she talked about the Monarch Performing Arts Studio presentation of the last five years, which I called yeah. a triumph. I believe it was being the first show back after COVID had closed it down. Thank you. Live in 2022. And then also, you worked uh, under her direction uh, in the production of Rent. Oh, no, I was the director of that one. Yeah. Oh, I'm sorry. That's correct. You know, you you directed her in both those. I I did. Yeah. yeah, And what she said was Autumn did an incredible job. It was outstanding. And the Seasons of Love, which is a song, was done as a protest number, which was so moving that it was one of the great experiences of her life. Wow. That's lovely. I thought I needed to tell you that. Oh, thank you. Thank you. Also, um, Mallory's worked with you with Timber Beast Productions in Gravenhurst in A Christmas Carol, the first one in 2021, The Lumberyard Lament. And uh, then her most recent acting role was under your direction in the clever adaptation of Twelfth Night, Shakespeare's ah, Twelfth Night at Gravenhurst Wharf. That's right. So kudos to you. Yeah, Thank tell you. us about your companies, the, the difference, um, Timber Beast Productions. Tell us about that. So so there's two two legs to... <laughs> 
the, mm-hmm. the beast. We have Timber Beast, which is a, a not-for-profit theater company. We are a performing company solely. And then we have Little Wood Smith, which is a combination of uh, my name, Smith, and uh, Joan Littlewood, who is uh, just a revolutionary artist um, who premiered Oh, What a Lovely War, directed Oh, What a Lovely War, and who I have just idolized for a very long time. Um, so Littlewood Smith is actually the education wing. So we do community okay. engaged arts practices. We do um, classes for youth and um, uh, events. Um, it's exciting. It's exciting. So Littlewood Smith started off and then Timber Beast was born out of that. And you were saying earlier that a lot of uh, this comes out of grant money? Like yeah, we're or, we're yeah. really lucky. Timber Beast is a not for profit, mm-hmm. um, so we uh, apply for grants. We have been in receipt of the Terrence Haight grant. We work closely with the town of Gravenhurst, um, and um, we get funding through Canadian Heritage and Muskoka Pride. And we do we do events about our community. So the community is always very supportive of us which is awesome Mm -hmm. and then littlewood smith um we also get grants because i'm i'm a pretty active community engaged artist and so so we're funded for that as well which is amazing we get to i'm actually doing a free summer camp this um august uh with littlewood smith called the path of the wanderer so it's all about wandering in the community and, and our relationship to the land we live on and creating art out of that you mentioned Jean Littlewood. Um, she was, Joan Littlewood, rather, uh, such an influential British director. Indeed. But you went to school in UK? Did you go to school? I did. Yeah. I, I had the immense honor of being accepted to the Oxford School of Drama. So That's very cool. Thanks, yeah. How I old mean, were you at that time? Oh, 25. I might have seen you there. I was once at Oxford University with my husband, and they were doing a play outside on the grass. Oh, really? And we stayed and watched the whole thing. Oh, that's hilarious. Mm -hmm. Um, Yeah, it was was an intense conservatory program, so um, they packed it all in in a, a short period of time. And then I came back here and worked, saved money, and then went back to London and, and um, learned different parts of my craft. I worked on uh, lighting crews. I worked on pyrotechnic crews. I, you know, it was, it was a really exciting time. Is it, you have a master's in fine arts? I do. I have them. I, well, that was after. So after London, I came home and I started an Irish theater company in Toronto. Why Irish? Uh, two reasons. I was Irish and my partner at the time was Irish. So we're like, good reasons. Uh, let's uh, do an Irish theater company. And you know, it's all about crafting a niche. Right. So we we were both really attracted to the Irish narrative and the struggle um, that was inherent in uh, the work that we were reading, especially from the contemporary Irish bad boy writers, uh, which were what we mainly produced. Um, And we did that for 10 years. And, um, you know, we had a thriving company. We were Dora nominated. Actually, we won Dora Awards. Oh, wow. Um, yeah. Um, we toured internationally to the Druid Theatre in Galway with one of our Irish plays. Um, and it was... Did you perform it outside? Um, that one we didn't, but we did do... Uh, I saw pictures of really cool <clears throat> pictures of the performances outdoors, and I already thought about 
a prelude to what you've duly. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> we we did write a piece called Chalked a Deer Voices from Ireland Park. And that was done in Ireland Park in Toronto, which is a beautiful monument to the people who arrived here during the potato famine mm-hmm. and built a new life and built were instrumental in the building of Toronto as a city. So, um, yeah, I, I did do that. And that was a piece that um, we co-created and took all of these interesting articles and and um, uh, historical facts and mashed them together and created a piece of art. That's great. So you mentioned this sort of approach that you have that came out of the theater workshop that Jean, Joan Littlewood started, right? Yeah. So these principles are to include everybody. Maybe you can tell us a bit more about what the principles of the theater workshop are. I mean, Joan Littlewood was at heart uh, a Marxist. <laughs> she was a communist. You know, she was working class. And um, what I love about her is that she made art accessible for everybody. And she built her theater in a place that was populated with people who lived on the margins. So she was creating work with them, for them, and thriving, you know. She wasn't interested in the elitism of, you know, art and the alienation that can sometimes come along with that. And uh, she, she, you know, fought, fought the odds and, and won. She was tenacious and scrappy. And um, I kind of think of myself in that way as well. Mm-hmm. So I read was, that wh- she was the first Tony nominated female director in 1961. And four yeah. years later, she was the first female director nominated for a musical. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> wow. Yeah. A working class girl from, you know, the middle of London. Yeah. That's great. Yeah. Um, what about Citronella? You're, you're presently doing a production of, of Citronella? Oh, I am. That one's not with Timber Beast. That is uh, uh, the Gravenhurst Opera House pre-pandemic actually uh, commissioned me to write a pantomime. Okay, so we're going to I think we're going to break right now. I'm going to come back oh, and have you describe what a pantomime is when okay. we come back after it, break. It will leave everyone a buzzing. Yes. <laughs> Thank you so much, Autumn Smith. We'll be right back. By Muskoka for Muskoka, your collection of Muskoka-based talk shows. Muskoka Magazine, The Bay, 88.7. I'm Dr. Shervin from Dairy Lane Dental, and you're listening to Muskoka Magazine. This is Arts R Us on The Bay. We're back on Arts R Us. I'm Noreen Mitchell with my co-host Karen Cassian, and we have the artistic and executive director of Littlewood and Timber Beast Productions. Autumn Smith is our guest today. Thank you, Autumn. You were going to tell us what a pantomime is. A pantomime. It's not It's not what people sometimes imagine of uh, someone. A mime in a box. Yeah. <laughs> um, that would be scary. Uh, two hours of that might be a bit chilling. Um, but a pantomime is a, a British tradition where it takes a, a traditional fairy tale story and turns it on its head. And there's usually, you know, uh, cross-dressing. It, it celebrates everything that makes theater awesome and unique. And it adds tons of music and humor. The audience gets to be an active participant in it uh, and yell and sing along. And it's, it's really, um, everyone is a character in it, which is really exciting. And I'm really thrilled to be doing Citronella. Yeah, you were telling us about that. Tell us more. Yeah. So 
Um, I was commissioned to write it back before the pandemic. It was supposed to premiere in 2020. And of course, we all know what happened mm-hmm. at that mm-hmm. point. <laughs> How disappointing. Uh, mm-hmm. Well, it's okay. It's, it's coming back at the right time and in, in, uh, in a really great way. And um, we're exploring hybrid digital and live performance elements in it. And yeah, it'll be really fun. You got some practice with that through COVID, did you? <laughs> I sure did. I sure did. Well, rent, rent at, at the Algonquin was, you know, the whole thing was video footage. So I, I did all that. Um, and it was an amazing production. Thank you. Thank you. Yeah. I was, I was really, um, I really loved that show. I didn't love that show. Uh, rent uh, when I when Mallory told me about it, I was like, "Really, this is the show you want to do?" <laughs> I know, I know. And then I started doing it, and I started revisiting my time during that period and the importance of the narrative beyond what people um, usually think of Rent, and um, it took on a new life for me. So, so that was kind of like my dive into hybrid work. And I also did a little bit of that with the last five years. And I was doing some operas um, for the Canadian Children's Opera Company at the time and um, directing those and, and digitally creating those for online performance. So whew, it, was, it was a lot. So I thought it's time to bring it back for Citronella. Why not? And so there's going to be elements of that. And it's just fun. It's disco inspired. I have great, great artists coming from across the province. My musical director that I, I work with, Justin Hiscox, who's also my brother-in-law. I was going to ask you that. Yes. He's, <laughs> he's my brother-in-law. Is a, a, just a genius. He is a musical genius. He is the uh, resident composer and musical director for Fourth Line in Millbrook. I've been there. Yeah. It's, it's wonderful. Yeah. It's, mm-hmm. it's amazing. And the Blythe Festival. And... Um, no, he doesn't work for Blythe, but I know why you're bringing that up because of, of the directing work that I'm doing for them next year. Yeah. Um, which is in collaboration with the Blythe Festival. And so, yeah, it's going to be fun. It's disco inspired and it's the story of Cinderella. Cinderella. Yeah. <laughs> but it. with a Muskoka twist, which is, which is what I do here. So, <laughs> and great. it yeah. takes place in July and it's from July 18th to July 28th. You got it. You so got it. People can get tickets through the Gravenhurst Opera House box office or how yeah, else? Yeah. Yeah. Gravenhurst Opera House box office. And it's, it's really fun for the whole family. It, it runtime, maybe two hours, but it's fun. So come, please come out and, and support uh, the arts in, in Muskoka. It's, mm-hmm. you know, it's something to do off, uh, off of the islands, you know? <laughs> And what do you do on your downtime? <laughs> do you, do you ever? I'm so fascinated by your creative process because it's just oozing out of you all the time. Is there? Do you ever have downtime? <laughs> no. <laughs> you wouldn't uh, be happy, probably. No, I. You know what? I wouldn't be happy. I'd be yeah. miserable. Mm-hmm. Um, I wake up at four thirty most mornings, mm-hmm. and I hit the ground running. I also teach. I teach at York University, University of Toronto, and Centennial College. What do you, drama? Yeah, I teach theater. So I I teach in the theater departments. And um, I'm really lucky. I'm really lucky that I get to do what I love Mm -hmm. to do all the time and make my living doing that. It wasn't always that way, but I I worked really hard to to get it to that point. So You also act. 
from time to time. <laughs> uh, I'm thinking of a current uh, collaboration you have with In at the Falls. Oh, yes. Could you Are you acting that? in that? Yeah. Uh, yes. Yes. You don't want to tell. <laughs> no, I do. Uh, the, the, so the end of the falls approached me and asked me to write a murder mystery. So I penned a murder mystery. It's actually happening again, uh, May 27th, which is yesterday. <laughs> um, so, uh, and then it's going to happen again in June, July and August. So it's something that we're, we're building as a, a That's regular a great venue. We've been there for the dragon. Is it- through Donaldson's, uh, what's her theater company? Dragonfly? At the Inn at the Falls? Yeah. Oh, I've never yeah. seen a performance there. Yeah, no, it, it, the well, venue this is, is quite in the right. restaurant, the beautiful basilical mm-hmm. restaurant. Yeah. Actually, what's great about the murder mystery is we use the whole place. Oh, oh. And we, yeah. So Timber Beast is, is really dedicated to um, crafting narratives around immersive spaces. So when the Inn at the Falls asked me to create something, I was like, this is a really great opportunity to explore the history of the inn. So um, the mystery that we're doing right now is about one of the ghosts that resides uh, in, in that space, which is exciting. And um, yeah, I, I, I act in it. I do. I do, which is uh, something new for me. I, I don't usually do the writer, director, actor thing, but you know what? When you have why not? Yeah, when you have uh, uh, limited resources, and you don't want to overburden the actors that are coming to you from various different places, you go, oh, yeah, I can do this." Now, m- rememorizing the lines has been a bit of a challenge. That's okay. You know, my I think you could probably improvise. Yes. <laughs> uh, yeah. Sometimes I wonder uh, about those skills, but yeah, yeah, it's it's been. Fun. I'm really looking forward to doing it again. And you were telling us earlier you're a professional theater company, so all of your yeah. actors get paid, and that's pretty cool. And Everyone trying- gets paid. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. And I, you know, I I use a lot of emerging, um, emerging mid career artists to give them an opportunity outside of the city to expand their resume and to build. And I'm really lucky. Like I have. A phenomenal group of core artistic associates who have just gone on this journey with me and they're they're wonderful they really are truly amazing artists so i'm really lucky in fact one of them jillian was maureen and rent okay there the, are, there the, are so many the performance artists okay i think i know which one yeah like just those actors were yeah. And both her and, and um, um, the person who played Angel are in Citronella. <laughs> um, I'm trying to think of her name. Rachel. Is Rachel Fisher? Tom- Thompson? Oh, no. I love Rachel Thompson, though. Yeah, I would work talented. with Rachel Thompson. Yeah. Her uh, turn as Madame Crambouche. Uh, oh. Like, just uh, talk about a show stealer. I'm like, okay. That's great. I'm in the choir with her. She's 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 amazing. She's just just joy. Mm -hmm. She's joy. Yeah. Yeah. Joy seems to have come to you early with the theater. When when did you begin thinking theater would be your life? Uh, You know what? I, my brother was a figure skater 
and he I don't see the connection yet <laughs> oh no no just wait just wait it's there and he was he was asked to take dance classes um to you know strengthen his his flexibility and I used to watch him and I was like I want to dance I want to dance and I begged my mom and I begged my dad and they were like yes we'll put you into dance so I danced and I danced and I danced and then our local theater company was looking for chorus dancers um, young, like kid chorus dancers. And I was like, this is it. I'm going to be in a show. And I really had no idea what I was doing. And as soon as I stepped on that stage, I was hooked. It was, it was magic. It was just being able to enter into another world and imagine that with specificity and empathy. Um, I, I never looked back. Not once, not once. It shows. That's yeah. right. It's wild. Thanks. <laughs> what have you got on your uh, upcoming that you want to talk to us about? Well, I've got the murder mystery. That's that's happening. So if people are miss this one, which obviously they will because we're doing this on the Sunday. And it was yesterday. <laughs> um, it will be happening. Just check out In at the Falls. It's a it's a really cool experience and with a five course tasting menu, uh, which Yummy. is delicious. Mm-hmm. Basilico is a great restaurant. It's so good. Um, and then we're doing a series of concerts um, at the Gravenhurst Barge this this uh, July. Yeah. Uh, Monday music nights. So that'll be really exciting. We're going to do like a Disney concert, a Pride concert, you know, a bunch of different themed concerts. Are they free concerts or do people buy tickets? Um, it's a pay what you can. Okay. Pay what you can. Mm-hmm. So people, you know, people go around with a bucket and mm-hmm. drop drop money in um and then in august we are bringing back our souls of the shield which was the controversial work in the cemetery this past october but we're going to do a revisitation of part one of the series and there's three parts but this is part one and it's a musical all about the ghosts of muskoka so part one's going to happen in uh, August as kind of like a campfire series on Monday nights at the wharf, not at the barge at the wharf. And then in October, we're going to be doing part two and possibly part three. And you said Bracebridge and Huntsville? Possibly? Yeah, those are more Bracebridge and Huntsville. Yeah, it's exciting. That's very exciting. There's so much ahead. We're going to watch for you, but where are we going to look for you? Oh, uh, littlewoodsmith.com. Or you can reach out to us on our social media, Timberbeast Productions, or um, just me. You can reach out to me at Autumn DM Smith. That's cool. Be my friend. (laughs) (laughs) And be sure to see Citronella this summer. Please do. Yes. Thank you for for coming coming from Gravenhurst to join us. It's 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 not that far. It's all Muskoka. Muskoka. And yeah, yeah, anytime. I love Huntsville. Thank you. Thank you again. We would like to make some announcements now for the week of May 28th. What's coming up and that time and beyond? May 28th. Okay, the Huntsville Theatre Company uh, is doing The Lion, the Witch, and the Wardrobe, and that's at the Algonquin Theatre on June 3rd. The Huntsville Art Crawl takes place all throughout June in downtown Huntsville. Um, so you can get a map, you can do your own tour, you can, it's a collaboration between businesses and artists from the, um, Huntsville Art Society. So that's going to be cool. Um, the dream boats are coming to the Algonquin Theater June 16th. This is all part of the Huntsville Festival summer, um, season. Uh, there's 
Tom, uh, Tom Thompson canoe murals happening in River Mill Park during June. Alex Kuba is uh, happening June 22nd again at the Algonquin Theatre. There's a National Indigenous People's Day, and that's June 21st. There's just so much happening. June There's, is a busy month. It is. En plein air uh, art market. That's the end of the uh, Huntsville Art Crawl, and that's Saturday, June 24th, all day long. In River Mill Park, there'll be vendors, there'll be artists, there'll be uh, jazz music and live painting. Um, and finally, June, Stephen Lee Olson is happening June 30th. Misha Bruger gossman Lee is on June 29th, again at the Algonquin Theater. And, and I'm not going to go into July because that's way too much to handle, just June. I'm going to talk a bit about <laughs> the last days of Joy of Nature in Partners Hall in Algonquin Theater. And that's Cheryl Hamel's show. She has sold eight paintings. Oh, I, I heard so seven. So anyway. Eight. Yeah, that's wonderful. Mm -hmm. And following will be, uh, to coincide with the art call, will be um, the World of Wonder, which is the group show of the Huntsville Art Society members. And they're having a reception on Friday, June 16th from 4 till 6 p.m. So I invite everyone to come and see that. It's going to be a beautiful show. Mm -hmm. We're going to have a lot of different artists showing things there. And Huntsville Art Society at Hospice for May and June is Sharon Harris-Tuck. So hospice has some art and so does the library and it's a switchover happening uh, in uh, June and July will be Tom Clark. And at the Summit Center, also Huntsville Art Society is continuing with their show that's on now called That's Col- a beautiful show, by the way. Colors Anyone's, of Our Soul. Yeah, yeah, it's lovely. And so that's at the Summit Center and that's on till July 4th. So I also want to mention what's happening in Bracebridge with Muskoka Arts and Crafts at Chapel Gallery. There's not a show on right now because they're really gearing up for their big summer show at Annie Williams Park. But in the Chapel Gallery coming on June 9th will be an exhibition of realistic bird carvings by John DeLang. I remember him. He used to be on Muskoka Autumn Studio Tour when we had an Autumn Studio Tour. Anyway, and these are really fascinating little carvings of beautiful, beautiful carvings of birds. And the summer show I mentioned will come up on July 14th to the July 16th. And they're introducing a summer show passport. We're going to have Nicole Kitchen on next week uh, for the executive director and talk to her about it. But um, so if you get a three day admission if you get this passport for seven dollars or a one day entry each time you go at the gate for ten bucks. So anyway, it's worth thinking about that if you want to save some money. And also at the Chapel Gallery, but further into the year is the um, Women Create. And this is an exhibition of artists and makers across Muskoka. And it's the YWCA Muskoka that's uh, curating this. And you can learn more about this by going to ywcamuskoka.com. But the um, entries actually, I think, end on July 31st. The deadline for the submissions is July 31st. But the actual happening is in October. October 20th is the reception. I mentioned Gravenhurst, a lot of stuff happening there, um, and the Autumn Studio Tour that they're trying to resurrect. So if you have an interest in that, you should contact the town of Gravenhurst. And their main telephone number is 705-687-3412. Speak with Amy or Jennifer. Um, and I think this is great if they could get this running again. And so mm-hmm. that that would be wonderful. At the Gravenhurst Opera House, there's lots of things happening Um, The Elderberries Choir of Gravenhurst will perform on Friday, June 16th, Sing with Jubilation. And don't forget Citronella the Musical, which is on from July 18th to Friday, July 28th. 
Great venue. I thought you were going to sing there. When I don't you, know. I, no, was, no, I told you. Okay. I don't sing. <laughs> and I want to bring to people's attention up in Huntsville that there's a dockside festival of the arts at the Wharf, at Muskoka Wharf uh, Special Event Park. And that happens in August, August 18th to 20th. So just if you think you don't have enough to do, <laughs> you can go further afield. Even further afield in South River, I would like to just mention New Adventures in Sound Art, nasa.ca. And they will be wrapping up the soundscapes uh, of, at June 12th of the installation, which was indicating the sounds or listening to the sounds of spring, where immersive recordings were made by residents in the local region. So last thing I will talk about, because we don't talk about authors enough, is Muskoka Authors Association is presenting How to Get That Grant with award-winning author Heather O'Connor, Thursday, June 8th. And this is at a new venue, Bracebridge United Church. And it's through the MuskokaAuthors.ca. So you can find out more by going to that website or contact David Bruce Patterson at 705-801-8074. It's a must attend for all writers. Everybody needs to know more about grants. Mm-hmm. Anyway, that's it for me today. There's only one Hunter's Bay Radio. We, we are Muskoka. Muskoka.